2: I think we know Emily's answer on the coffee or alcohol. Yes, yeah, she's not a huge coffee person. She drinks some.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I if I don't have to get up in the morning, I don't really drink coffee, and I don't like I don't like coffee. I think it's more of a it just has you know, a, as a necessity. Yeah, but yeah, but I like good coffee. Like if I'm going to have to drink, I'm going to try. to Okay, do what? Well.
2: Let's say we did this. What if we got like a um, a coffee bowl? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we add four straws. All right. All of Ice us. Ice coffee, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we are just all sharing the coffee. If you're down, I'm down because uh, we can get. Look, we just talked about how I would choose alcohol
3: over caffeine. Yeah. You could make a martini, like a giant V-shaped bowl with, with gin and you know with this, we've got some Hendrix, a vermouth in there. I'm not sipping out of a collective bowl. I don't care what it's filled with. Not you're no happening.
2: fun, bro. You guys can you have your
3: no
1: coffee fun. bowl. What if the straws are at the bottom though? So you can't backwash into it. And you can just Yet again, eat. I mm. think you
0: guys don't understand what it means to drink <laughs> out of a Taylor. straw. I don't lick my straw up and down and then spit into it when I drink something.
3: If you drink out of a straw, there's always the unless you as you're
0: On the lips at, of the straw. Hold on, let me
3: let me finish. Right. It could be at, like an udder. <laughs> yeah, that makes it a lot better.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> as you're drinking out of the straw, unless you're as you're Sucking through the straw. Yeah. If you take it out of the yeah. drink, as you you're have doing to physically it, get up. Yes, there's always going to gonna be a little that slides back still into still going to be a couple of drips that it's come
2: It's not down. coming
0: out I of your only mouth. When you,
3: it's going back into me. the straw. Slee knows. You want to share a milkshake, Slee? We can go down. No, I want the, the coffee late, thing. Late I want us tramp. to do
2: a coffee thing. <laughs>
3: don't forget we're on the road tomorrow we're in Orange County ESPN LA has taking over Salida Tacos and Margaritas in Anaheim for a single to mile fiesta we're giving away Angels tickets for tomorrow's game Mandy Awards tickets Salida gift cards and more starting with the Trav and Slee show Mason and Ireland of course right after that then Sedano and Cap the entire 710 crew at Anaheim's hottest new restaurant Salida Tacos and Margaritas light the fire within and feed your soul thanks to our partners Coors Light and Dos Ombres Mescal, and it is right off the 57 freeway. Catella, right there. You pull off the freeway; it's one turn. You're in the lots where the Hooters used to be. Mm. Right behind, what would that be like? Deep, deep, deep left field is where uh, where the uh, Salita Tacos is. Looking forward to it.
2: We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll have a good time. Carnitas. And then,
3: uh, <clears throat> say it again. You got the Carnitas Tacos.
2: I think you know. I, I I thought about it after I said it. I'm like, I don't actually remember. Did I get Carnitas or did I end up with the chicken? One of the two. If you got Carnitas, let me. I'm going to negotiate we'll with you.
3: I, we will cut it in half. Oh, it'd be amazing. Or or we could go like Lady and the Tramp, and we could eat it at the same time. Instead of spaghetti, we're sharing a taco, and we could meet right before you have the last bite of pineapple. If I'm Just holding share your it, marks. I'll hold
2: it. <laughs> yeah.
3: We could do that for sure. All right. Dodgers and Padres. Uh, Dodgers off tonight. Um, they go down to San Diego. They open up a series against Pods tomorrow. Dodgers are in first place. Dodgers have won six in a row. Yep, um, they're as hot as they've been all season long. Mm-hmm. We can talk about tomorrow's game but very quickly. Uh, thank you to Craig Kimball for finally helping the Dodgers. Unbelievable! Yesterday. Thumbs up. Appreciate it. Finally, we get one on the right side. With by the way, by, by the
2: way, before we even get into it, yesterday's win was. How do I how do I describe this? It's one of their more they've had one of these before, but there's something about how they won yesterday no that's so impressive. No doubt, you're down five nothing, yep, and just chipping away, right? Five one, five three, five four. Even Freddie's sacrifice, I think that was in the was that the eighth. No, no, actually it was in Seven, seventh. Seventh, okay. But Freddie sacrifice, which could have been a two-run homer. He wasn't that far from it. Just, missed. just, just missed it. It's five-four. But nothing seemed to like discourage them. Yep. And they just that small ball. I know sometimes we watch a team. The Dodgers can win a game eleven to three, and you're like, oh, they just smashed them. I don't think that's more impressive than what they did yesterday because that 5 nothing and we're just going to chip away and slowly slowly come it's like a slow bleed for the Phillies and then even give up um the one run lead that they had going we'll into the ninth, that. 6 to 5 yes. tied at 6 and then obviously once he comes through with the uh, the grand slam
3: 5 to nothing in the big leagues you're going to lose I don't know exactly what the, the, the number is, but I would guess that's a 90% lose rate. Probably. I wouldn't be shocked if it were 95. I wouldn't be shocked if it were 97 or 98%. You're down by five runs in the major leagues, you're going to lose. They didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and they did all the things that you talked about. I thought that was super impressive. They're hot. You know, this is Major League Baseball. Just like I said to you when they were struggling a little bit, I'm like, okay, just, just wait. Just yeah. wait. These things happen. And right now, I don't think that they're as good as they've looked the last six games, but they, they're hot. They're better. They are good. I think that fundamentally, this is a team that's going to win more games than they lose. They're going to be in the mix for a playoff series. The Padres are kind of exactly the same way, right? They haven't been great, but they've been good enough. They've been eh. They've been, they've been eh, mm-hmm. right? And they should probably see if the right fielder catches the ball or not, like Juan Soto forgot to do yesterday.
2: <laughs> if you haven't seen that play, by the way... <laughs> Xander Bogarts had a – he'd been on base 30 games in a row, broke a franchise record Mm -hmm. of – I think it was the start, like to start the season, something along those lines. And Bogarts – third inning, fourth inning, whatever it was, uh, Soto's on first, hits one to right field, and it's kind of on a laser. Sinking liner. Yeah, sinking liner. And the right fielder comes in and doesn't trap it, but the ball clearly bounces and ends up in the glove. Soto starts running around. I don't know what he's looking at. He looks, <laughs> Not the and right for a quick fixer. second, he looks at second base, and he looks back, and he thinks he caught it. He runs back. Well, it's an out because Soto is now at first, and Bogarts never gets a hit or doesn't get on the rest of the way. He breaks his 30. That's a crappy way to have yeah, a streak come down. You should have seen end. Bogarts' face. He's just looking at him. Like, what are you doing? <laughs>
3: what are you doing? Dude, I got a hit. Do better. All right, so... The pitching matchups are just absolutely yeah. fantastic. The Dodgers kind of juggled their rotation. This is why we saw Gavin Stone make a start. It's mm-hmm. so they could push Dustin May back to tomorrow or to the to the next start. It's Kershaw and Musgrove tomorrow. May and Darvish on Saturday, and then Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Awesome. Uh, Julio and Blake Snell. Awesome. So it's just it it's it has kind of a playoff-y vibe to it, even though yep. it's the first week of May. So it is what it is. But I do think this is an important series. Who's it more important for? Because I already know what the narratives are. If the Dodgers win the series, I know what's going to be said. If the Padres win the series, I know what's going to be said. But actually, who is it more important that they come out of that series with a sweep or two out of three?
2: Let me let me give you my perspective, and, and you could tell me if you agree with this or not. All right, I, I still think that even though the Padres beat the Dodgers in the playoffs, mm-hmm. they beat them three out of four games, they moved on, Super fun season. Exactly. Okay. Um, even though that happened, I actually still think the Padres are playing from behind. I really do. I, I feel like, and maybe this is, and I think a lot of San Diegans would agree with this, and I think it's going to be different for Dodger fans or for people from Los Angeles. I don't know how much the Dodgers look at the Padres and say, you know what, this is This is the team this is the rival, this is how we're going to get to a World Series, Everything is going to run through them. Yeah, they don't. They don't. Yeah. The Padres, everything I just said is how they look at the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we walked into this season – Um, The Padres have been very average so far this year. They're only two games above 500. Their pitching has been inconsistent. Manny Machado has not swung the bat well. Soto's just starting to swing better. Uh, Tatis was out for the first 20 games. But I really think that the Padres still look at the Dodgers exactly what I just said. That's the team to beat. That's the team that we got to go through to win the division. That's the team that is the blueprint of what baseball is supposed to be. You said something yesterday that was... It's I, I kind of understood what you were saying, but I never took a step back and and really let it sink in. You said they're rebuilding on the fly and they're still as competitive as in the anybody first place. else. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, they are. That doesn't you, you don't rebuild in the NBA and you're in the in the finals. Yeah, that's that's not how that works, right? right? I'm just using that as an Look example. At what's going on with the Rams? Yep, that's actually that's a perfect example as well. But there is. Something about the Dodgers, so when you say which series, who is it more important for? Let's not forget the Dodgers won 14 out of 19 last year before the postseason. Okay, yeah, the Padres got hot in the postseason. A lot of things went their way. The Dodgers couldn't hit with uh, with runners in scoring position. But I still believe, and I really, really do believe this, The Padres are looking up at the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's not the Dodgers the other way.
3: I think why this is a little bit more important for the Padres, I agree with you, it's a bigger series for the Padres, for a similar reason. If the the Dodgers win two out of three or sweep this series, you know what the response is going to be from the baseball media and Dodger fans? Great, good for you. Same thing happened last year. Wake me up in October. Let me know when you get back to the World Series. I Great. You always beat these guys during the regular season. Nice series win. Way to kind of put it on them. But we're about October. When is that going to happen? That will be the response to it. The, if the Dodgers win the series to the Padres – the Padres will be, hey, you guys just spent all this money and they just did it to you again. Hey, the, a month and a half of the season has gone by and you guys really haven't started to click. You're three
2: games back in the division or four or whatever it is. That, yet.
3: that expectation, that pressure that we talked about that's not there in spring training, that's really not there through the month of April, that really hasn't shown up yet. If you go head-to-head with the Dodgers and the Dodgers who basically have done nothing, you've done everything, and they beat you again – it's, hey, what exactly did we just buy? Mm. I, not that that's true or fair, but that will be the response to it. So that's why I think it's far more important for the Padres to play well. To play well, I agree. Because every day that they don't play well, it's another one of those, eh, it's still early, but you, know, you should probably start getting going sooner or later. Well, eventually it's going to be June, and if they're still around 500, a couple of games up, or right at that number, it's, yeah, it's only June, but you need... That's going to get louder and louder and louder. If the Padres win the series, it's the easiest thing in the world. It's a, the torch has been passed. The Padres went out and bought this team. It's a really good team. The Dodgers, by the way, that the Dodgers are hot is actually good for the Padres because they're going to come into this series and cool off the hottest team in baseball, arguably, or at least the hottest team in the National League, that they throw cold water on a six-game winning streak, and they do get Tatis going, and they Soto's coming alive, Machado's, Bogarts has been going, and the pitching looks good. Then it's one of those, hey, this is a bad matchup for the Dodgers. The Padres are now the front runners in the NL West. The Padres are for real, and it kind of gives them that little bounce I don't think the Dodgers are going to sweat it all that much. They've been through it too many times. But that's
2: for those both of those reasons. I think that's why the Padres have just a little bit more on their plate this week. So I'll give you the vibe in San Diego. the The season started, and there's obviously incredible excitement. Sure. The, Seidler goes out, spends the money that he has. It's a it's a franchise obviously trying to win right now, and they're coming off a really good season. So there's just that that um, there's that momentum from last year. I think the Padres started the year out 0-2. It was against the Rockies. I want to say they started in the Rockies. It was 0-2. Right. And 0-2. <laughs> and San Diego is like, what the hell's going on here? And it's kind of been like that all season where they're waiting for them to kind of take off. They're waiting for them to take off. It hasn't really happened. They've won They've They've won a couple series here and there, but it hasn't really happened. And now the Dodgers come to town. L.A., I, I don't know, and you can answer this one for me. I don't know if L.A. is looking at this series in San Diego as – I'm not telling you that you're not looking at it and say, okay, this is interesting. It's the NL West. It's the Padres. They got a lot of good players. They went outside a lot of guys. But are you looking at this series the same way people in San Diego are? The answer is no. And they
3: play again they play each other again next weekend yeah. too. So it's it's kind of a home and home. You're going to get a lot of dodger Padres stuff over the next couple of weeks. And the Padres go out there and win four or six, five or six, six. All of them. And vice versa, you're going to feel a certain way. But the everything for the Dodgers is in October. Dodgers aren't going to win 111 games, but even if they did, yeah. and they're not, don't get me wrong, yeah. they'd, they'd be like, yeah, I've, I've seen this movie before. What does it look like in October? Put, putting, it's the only thing that they're looking
2: at. Putting that to the side, you impressed with how they're playing right now? They're hot.
3: I, I, I'm more interested in how the back half is doing. They're hot. Vargas, hot. Yeah, Outman, Vargas hot. Mm-hmm. Will Smith, hot. Austin, they're hot. And, and that that lasts, if you're lucky, it lasts for a couple of weeks. Let's See what it looks like when they cool off a little bit. This month, we talked about off to a great start. 3-0, not a bad way to do it. All right, Dave Roberts was uh, on SportsCenter this morning talking about that rivalry with the Padres. You'll hear from him when we come back. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I think we're we're trying to. I think we are god, each other's gods,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. You're like no, see when Padres get hot, they're, they're just going to, going to run with it. I'm you sitting here. <laughs> I'm making the argument. I'm like, have you seen the Dodgers pitching? It's a lot better I, than the Padres. I had your
3: attention more when I was talking about that poached salmon thing that I had last night. Yeah, time. That's, that, that was pretty good.
2: You found a new spot. I did. Pretty good. Found a too. new spot. Yeah.
3: 10 minutes away everything i ordered i'm like i I hear my doctor going you need to lose 60 pounds i'm like watch me order this why (laughs) that's enough ekg out of you taylor i don't need to be thinking about that but i'm just thinking yeah that's probably a 900 calorie bite i just took do you you find a a way
2: do you find a way because you know they say you got to kind of turn down the voices in your head Mine are screaming do you find a way to turn down the doctor's voice <laughs> and you get the other the other voice no. of you just sitting there like let's get it <laughs> life
3: is about choices sleep and I say do I want to live great until I'm 70 or do I want to live being not eating the salmon relays when I'm 80 I choose 70. Right, that's, that's kind of how I'm looking it's at it.
0: It's opportunity cost. Yes,
3: that's exactly what it is, Emily. Here's Dave Roberts earlier today uh, on SportsCenter talking about that uh, series coming up with the Padres down in San Diego. It's
0: going to be a fun series. So uh, we got uh, the San Diego Padres who eliminated us last year in the postseason. So well uh, there's, a, there's a rivalry brewing here, not only ge-
3: geographically, but uh, in the standings, and uh, they're a very talented team. And uh, it, it's going to be mayhem down in San Diego for the weekend. What helped a great deal, and purely from an entertainment perspective, Al, Right, I, the, I think the Padres, like we were talking about arguing off the air, I, I do think the Padres have a better team than the Dodgers this year. doesn't mean they're going to win the division. It doesn't mean they'll go further in the postseason. But on a, on a on a lineup, on a day-to-day basis, I think the Padres are slightly better than the Dodgers this year. But what juiced the rivalry, because the Dodgers' rival is the San Francisco Giants. Yep. Giants stink this year. That's their rival. Yep, has been for 100 years, and it will be for 100 more. But what juiced it was exactly what Dave said. They clipped us out of nowhere last year. The Dodgers beat them fourteen out of nineteen times, and they got not only did they lose the series, they got they got beat decisively. It wasn't like it came down to the last inning and somebody. They lost in a four game series. Just boom. See you later. That does give it a great deal of juice. I just don't for for you for me as baseball fans as fans of the Padres for you the Dodgers for me. But I don't think Dustin May or Clayton Kershaw is walking out to the mound tomorrow with, you know, I'm a little payback for that divisional
2: series loss. Hmm. Clayton Kershaw is trying to win another World Series. He's not taking his eye off the ball with this so, stuff. So I, I think there are, I think there are things that happen in a 162 game set where you do kind of play mind games with yourself. I think Kershaw is in a way walking into Petco Park on a is he tomorrow night? He first, yeah, he's okay. Tomorrow night. So on a Friday night where you know it's going to be an awesome vibe. You know there's sure. definitely Dodger fans that are coming down. They want to go I'm down. I'm sorry.
3: What do you think it's going to be? Because I go to Dodger games at Petco Park. You, I try to get in one a year. Yeah. And up until the playoffs last year, and I wasn't there for that, you were, it was 60% Dodger fans, if not more. There were far more Dodger fans. At in Petco? State. Yes. 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 Wow. There were more Dodger fans at Petco than there were Padre fans. And this was before the Padres got good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But
2: it was it was lopsided. I'm curious what it's going to look like this weekend. So they did this in the postseason. Remember postseason they made it all based off your geotargeting. And it worked. There was – you, you you really – it looked – it feel, felt like a 90-10, something okay. along those lines. But that was – they did that for the postseason. They're going to do that for the regular season. But I, I think you got – You know, listen, it's not like San Diego has all these different teams that they're cheering for. This is the only professional team that you have. This is the one team that has been the class of Major League Baseball. And like you said, you do not look at the San Diego Padres as a rival. The Padres don't look at the Giants the way they look at the Dodgers. They look Mm -hmm. at the Dodgers as, no, that's the team that we're all chasing. Probably not that much different than the way Arizona looks at them. You're not looking at the Diamondbacks a certain way. Arizona's looking at the Dodgers differently than they look at the Padres as an example. I think you're going to get a good showing from, from SD. I really do. And, and But I think this is part of the juice that you're saying. I get what you're saying. Kershaw's not going to come into this weekend and say, this is it. It's all on the line. But I think Kershaw's walking into a Friday night game, 5-1 and one to start out the season. He's been fantastic so far this Brilliant. year. I think he's walking into a game saying, you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to start off this series against the Padres with a just a – a nice win to kind of set the tone for everybody else. I'd like to quiet down some of these Padre fans that feel a little bit about themselves that maybe they didn't feel this way a year ago or so to play it on the other on the other side. Musgrove is saying to himself, I'm from San Diego. Oh, I, I think Musgrove's hyped.
3: Musgrove's I think the Padres are about. hyped.
2: I, I just think I I think you try to if you're the Dodgers and you gotta go through a hundred and sixty-two game grind, don't you find ways to motivate yourself a little bit more during the year. When you play the Atlanta Braves, is it yeah. a little bit different than it's going to be when you're playing There's the measuring Rockies? Sticks. Yeah. There's
3: measuring sticks, and the Padres certainly are one of those. But be- baseball is literally yeah, – you've heard this. We've all heard this. Don't get high. Don't get low. Stay in the middle. It is the ultimate – when you're going good, you're not that good. When you're going bad, you're not that bad. You just need to kind of understand that a five-for-five five day means that you got an 0-for-five day coming. That's baseball. Damn. Okay, that that's what that's yeah. what it is, and you can't think. Oh, if you play with it, we're going to kick their ass, and you ah! You can't play baseball like that. It doesn't work. You can play football like that. You can box like that. You can even play a basketball game where if I just run a little faster than you, I have an advantage. Yeah, Mookie Betts could squeeze the sawdust out of his bat because he's hyped. It doesn't mean he's going to get a hit has nothing
2: to do with it it's actually it's you, kind of funny it's the more relaxed it, of course it is a player it's is. more like
3: golf it's like you got to kind of come down a little bit so i think the dodgers have an advantage in that situation yesterday's game i thought really highlighted one of one of the issues that the dodgers have so they're they come back like we talked about gavin stone had his major league debut yesterday it was a modest success i guess and that he pitched a handful of innings he didn't pitch particularly well he's a kid he's figuring it out he'll be fine but they fell behind, and they chip back, and they get back to it, and they take a 6-5 to five lead in the bottom of the eighth inning. And they send Caleb Ferguson back out there to get the first out of the uh, ninth. And he does. And then here comes Gratterall. It's a one-run game. He gets the first guy out. Uh, Miguel Rojas makes a crazy Great play. play. Yep, Crazy, beautiful. Yep. To get Trey Turner, by yep. the way, who yep. can fly. He gives up a hit to Harper. Mm-hmm. And then he walks a guy, and then he gives up another hit. And you're like, D- one out? You just got to get one out without giving up a run? That's not a huge ask at this point. We saw that they optioned Alex Vezia to make room for Gavin Stone. Um, you, I would, if I'm Phil Bickford, I'd know where my suitcase is because I think he's out the door next. Mm-hmm. They, they're they're moving some guys in there. Ferguson has been better. Victor Gonzalez is back. Evan Phillips has been good. Miller seems to look a little bit better. They're trying to correct. They're, 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 they're correct. Gratterall is a weird one. Mm-hmm. He throws 102 I know. miles an hour. But he doesn't strike a ton of guys out. Like Joe Davis said so I thought it was so incredibly artful how he said it yesterday. And I'm going to paraphrase, but this is really close because I jotted it down when he said it. A guy with premium velocity has still been unable to unlock the ability to miss bats. Which, taken out of very elegant, artful languages, why does a guy throw 103 and give up so many hits? Hmm. That's what that means, right? And then, of course, he strikes the next guy out, they win at the next inning. He can't be your ninth inning guy. You need swing and miss stuff in the ninth inning. Evan Phillips has been great, but he's your fireman, right? There's problem in the seventh, put him in the seventh. There's a problem in the eighth, put him in the eighth. That could be your save situation. It could be this, yeah. the, the, the maybe that not technically, game, but, it, but saves it saves the game. The yep. game. Do you make a move? They we talk about their prospects all the time. They are loaded with talent. Do you make a move to go find a guy that is your classic ninth inning guy? It's a very non Dodger thing to do because they're all about matchups. They're about the numbers, yeah. this, that, and the other. But watching that yesterday, it's just it would be really nice to know that you have a guy come out that pitches the ninth inning in games like this. They don't. They're 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 throwing stuff at the wall every single day. Okay, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you this because because Gratterall ain't it. So, That's what I'm saying. So the Dodgers, I think it's safe to say, they are just the definition of playing chess while everybody mm-hmm. else is playing checkers. They're the ones that kind of decided of going away from a non-traditional closer. The Padres, we'll use them as an example. Last year traded for Hayter mm-hmm. uh, with the Brewers, and it was Hader that saved a couple of those games in the postseason. I think what, what he win... Yesterday you told me he won something, player of the month. Or, no, reliever of the reliever month. Reliever of the month, right? Um, they're, they have a traditional closer. And in the ninth, game's on the line. Sometimes I'll bring him into the eighth. Here he comes. Two outs, let's close out the game. I, I, I'll ask you this because you explained to me why you wouldn't want to have a guy that comes in and this is our guy – he We have confidence in him. He's going to close it out. Kenley Jansen. I know Kimbrel wasn't the Eric guy. Eric Gagne. Eric Gagne. Why? Why wouldn't you? And and if if it's as simple as this, Al, we don't want to pay Trey Turner because we're smart with our money. Al, we don't want to. Um, we don't want to go after a guy that's this that a closer is not. That's such a. It seems like such an important role. And for a bullpen that's already been kind of up in the air, not to have a guy that comes in, shuts it down in the ninth. Can you explain to me a, a franchise that's playing chess? Everybody's so playing checkers. Why? I could
3: give you the explanation I think they would give you. I, I'm with you. I would like to have a ninth inning guy because the, the explanation is, guys, there are 27 outs in a baseball game, and none of them are any more important than any other ones, right? That there are 27 outs, and we got to get them, and that's that. Getting the outs two, 1, 2, and 3 is the same as getting outs twenty, you know, 25, 6, and 7. Do you feel that way? I do not. I absolutely do not. They will tell you that the best thing that we can do is match up. Who's coming up? This is our best guy for these three guys that are coming up. We're going to play matchups because teams that are analytically driven do not believe that these are different outs, that they're the same outs. I couldn't agree less. I do like the idea of how— Look, how how good did it feel for the better part of seven or eight years when you would hear California Love crank up, and here he comes. Here comes Kenley Jansen. You're like, we're going to win. And occasionally he would kick one. It's just life in that job. But he came in. He slammed that door. Welcome to the jungle. Here comes Eric Gagne. That game's over. Trevor Hoffman, Hells Hmm. Bells. Here he – game's over. Edwin Diaz. Edwin Diaz, the trumpets, here we go. right? Mm -hmm. Metallica, Enter Sandman, Mariano Rivera. They all got a song, and they all come in, and that's a wrap. Right now, it's, oh boy, here comes Gratterall. He throws 107 and gives up two hits an inning. That that doesn't fill you with confidence. Here comes Caleb Ferguson, who's pitched really well, but it's not Trevor Hoffman. It's not John Smoltz. It's not one of these guys. Kenley Jansen, Eric... I would love to have that guy, and I would be willing to spend... Some of the prospects that you have, and again, the Dodgers also say it's not worth the money. That I got a guy that's young, I don't have to pay him, we can figure it out, I can get a guy off another team, He's not expensive, to go get, and I'll just make up a guy, to go get uh, Williams from the Brewers, for instance, who's terrific. It's expensive. And you're and it, it, not just expensive in salary, but he's going to be an expensive player to acquire with prospects. Sure, sure. I'm not so sure it's not worth the cost, especially seeing how they're playing, and especially knowing that they don't have that guy. That oh, this game's oh, even Evan Phillips, who's been terrific for them, mm-hmm. to me at least, doesn't generate that. Oh, this game's over. Phillips is in the game.
2: Yeah, I, that, that's why I wanted to ask you because for as much as they sometimes doesn't it feel like they they're almost too smart for themselves where they overthink things that there could be just a simple answer to. Well, you know what? We're going to do it just a little bit different. What if the Might response is,
3: I, I, I'm with you, but what if the response is, well, if I go spend $10 million on that guy just because, you know, I'm blanket. I just, we need him. Let's go do it. That's $10 million less I can pay Shohei Otani. Or that's one more guy that puts us over the threshold of the tax yeah. to where we can't do this yeah. or that. And that guy's $10 million, This guy's 800000 and the difference is negligible. That's that's what they're saying to themselves. And if I don't if I go get him, yeah. it means I'm I'm locked in. I, I don't have
2: flexibility other places where if I don't, I still have ten other things I can do with these guys. I think you wanna feel good that you're gonna close out games and you have somebody that can close out the games for you and that you get into the ninth inning and there's also a discouraging feeling from I think teams that face the Dodgers know that they get to the ninth, the game ain't over. And that's 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 not a good feeling. It's a great feeling for the other side. It can't be a good feeling for the Dodgers.
3: I felt bad that they optioned Vezia, but they had no. Yeah, you can't no. you can't give up a hit and a walk every time you pitch. It's crazy. He you was, just, he was just so can't. good. He was terrific, and he competed, and he was emotional. He was he had he had heart. All those things. It, mm. it sucks that it happens, but it needed to happen. Factor cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN.
0: Hey guys, I realized like, that I led you astray a little bit. So, uh, when I recommended Westworld, I forgot that with all this like Warner issues and HBO changing a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it is no longer streaming for free. You would have to buy it. So just letting you know ahead of time, it's okay. a, it's going to be a little bit annoying to get it. but All right, you can season do it if you want to. Get
3: Emily's credit card and put it on her tab. <laughs> yep. she, she said she should watch it, so she's got to pay. She for has it. to pay,
0: of course, of course. All right, so uh, this was on Monday. This is what happened on Monday. Snoop Dogg was on um, first take, and he was talking to Stephen A. and they talked a lot about the Lakers series. So this was before the game. This is before anything happened. Oh, sorry, was it was a Tuesday. Where was it? Monday. Sorry, I got my days confused. Game Game was Tuesday. Tuesday. It was on Tuesday before the game. So this is what Snoop Dogg said on Tuesday.
2: We're going to be probably doubling Steph and somebody else is going to be open. Jordan Poole, keep shooting. I like the way you've been missing, brother.
0: So he essentially predicted the end of the game before the game even happened. So Snoop is a clairvoyant. Travis, Patrick (laughs) Happ. I don't
3: think uh, it's Cap. He's not a clairvoyant. What he is is a Laker fan. What he is is somebody that watches a lot of Laker basketball and knows what the heck it is he's looking at. Somebody that probably watches a lot of NBA basketball and knows that what you don't do at the end of a game is let the other guy's best player get a good look at the sh- at the rim. So I don't know if you had to be clairvoyant to say, listen – Don't let Steph take the shot. Pretty good call on Jordan Poole, for sure, right there. But uh, I don't know if he's Kreskin. He's just a a very shrewd basketball fan.
2: I'm going to go fact on this. He obviously can predict the future. I mean, I I don't know what else you want me to tell you. But if he's not only guessing that it's Steph getting double-teamed, but it's also Jordan Poole (laughs) taking the 27, 28-footer, and the fact that he's almost egging him on to take it, I think Snoop knows what's going on. And I think Snoop is also predicting – about this AI stuff that will <laughs> So you got any stock tips? Also. Is there anything else that he would like to Academy Awards, some betting options that I need to know about?
0: Speaking of which, when I found this this morning, I had to get Taylor's advice about this and I had to be like, hey, like, can you look at this too? Just double check for me that this is not like deep fake or AI and all that stuff, because I saw like, a little clip of it and we were like, it looks really real, yeah, so Yeah, it sounds
1: like him, it looks like <laughs> him, I don't know.
0: But you have to double check everything, but Taylor, what do you think?
1: Uh, Cap, I don't think Snoop is a clairvoyant. In fact, I think Poole's going to bounce back in a big way tonight. Poole didn't have yeah. a
2: bad game. Guy you know, hit six threes. Guys, he was 6 of 11. Guys, he missed. Yes. He it, almost
3: I mean, made he, it, too. He, he yeah. missed. that That's all that happened. It wasn't a choke. It wasn't a bad
2: play. He just missed. There was no, by the way, it wasn't one of those where it's, hey, he hesitated. He didn't want to no, shoot he it. Just, he pulled up and said, cool, missed. I'm taking the shot. He missed. Yeah. That's it. That could have easily gone down.
0: All right, so this is one of the weirdest stories I think I found in a while um, when I was looking for stories to talk about today. So this is first reported in the Philadelphia Inquirer and said, someone mysteriously dumped three to four hundred pounds of cooked pasta into a woods into the woods in New Jersey. So apparently people just stumbled upon this cooked pasta just left in the woods. And it's a lot of pasta. And it's also a mix of pasta varieties, some, some penne, some uh, spaghetti, <laughs> some all this good stuff. So... Um, And apparently, the um, there are still no suspects. The, po- the pasta dumpers have mysteriously disappeared. This sounds honestly like a beginning of a Sopranos episode. It if we're gonna sure does. Here. But uh, you have an idea of how this could have happened, Alan? Factor Cap.
2: It's cap. I thought the question was going to be if you ran into this and the top of the pasta maybe (laughs) had a little bit of stuff on it,
0: but you moved it to the the side
2: and you got a fork, would you still continue to eat the pasta? If that was the question, the question was going to be fact. Um, How it got there, why it got there. What the hell is going on in this world? I have no idea. I got nothing on that one.
3: So, I'm glad you said about the Sopranos because the very first thing I started thinking about when you were talking about this was the Pine Barons episode of right. Sopranos, where the, I think he's Chechnyan, where mm-hmm. the Paulie and Chrissy chase him into the woods to kill, and he gets. By the way, they never found that guy. Also, like,
0: one of the best episodes of Sopranos ever.
3: Incredible episode, but you kept waiting for the rest of the series, like that guy's coming back. There's no way that he just got away, and they never readdress it. They never readdress it, which is the yeah. brilliance of the Sopranos. Put that aside. This is a prank. This is somebody goofing around. That's the only thing that makes sense, right? Because what is it? Occam's razor: the most likely yeah. explanation is usually the explanation. A that, lot of pasta, though. That, it is, but it's it's so people saying, "How did? With, how did two hundred pounds of?" penne find its way into the middle of the New Jersey woods, it's it's a prank. Somebody's goofing around, hoping to get a little attention.
0: Hey, I'm having pasta here. <laughs> get out of the way. got a ghoul. Taylor.
1: <laughs> okay, fact, yeah, I have a theory. I think that they were having like a church camp or something out in the New Jersey woods, and then they found out that all of the camp goers- were actually gluten-free and couldn't eat pasta. And they, put, so
2: they left it there. They just had to get rid of it they left really fast. Yeah, there. of course. Go yeah. feed us the
0: animals out in the woods. Some Isn't
2: birds it? out there saying, this is great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So um, this is kind of a debate my friends and I had uh, last night. It was not an issue with me, but it was an issue my friend brought up. And he in he was talking about how he had a a juicy secret about a friend. And it's not. it wasn't like one of our mutual friends. So it could have honestly... It didn't hurt that person to share the secret, but it was a juicy secret, but they're no longer friends, but he feels like he, the need to keep the secret, to, to not share with people. So, if you keep a secret for someone when you're friends with them, but then you stop being friends, you should still keep the secret. Taylor, Cap.
1: Oh, uh, It's really situation to situation. Depends on the friend or the former friend. Um, but how did I think the it,
2: friendship end?
1: I think, yeah. If it, if it ended, though, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go you know talking about it on the radio but <laughs> right i would you yeah know, what's maybe, the secret <laughs> maybe tell a few people yeah
0: travis what's the, what's the story <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly all right travis cap. I,
3: yeah i think you have to i think it's because it's more about who you are and then it is the particular secret that you have in your relationship with the person that told you the secret right if if somebody tells you something in confidence it's up to you to keep it to yourself Right, and not just because your relationship with that person comes to an end doesn't void the contract of your character. So, and if
0: the secret doesn't harm anybody, yeah. You know? Well, even you know,
3: look, if somebody said to me, if I said to Al, hey Al, I don't want you to ever tell anybody this, but my favorite color is blue. Even if what? it's totally meaning like if I asked you not to tell anybody, you probably shouldn't tell anybody. Yeah. Even if our relationship comes to an end, so I'm
2: I'm I'm cap on that. All right, Al. Um, you should still keep the secret. So, your fact on that. I'm going to go cap on that. I'll okay. tell you why I'm going to go cap on that. This is a bad guy move. Okay. We're friends. We're good buddies. And we see each other all the time. And then it, it ends. However, our friendship ends, it's over and we have moved on. And we have, I feel like anything that I had locked in is now over as well. Any personal conversation I've had, even me trying to explain this, I'm not doing a good job at it because it doesn't feel right. But I was just trying to go the other way. By the way, I was just trying to go the other well way. That's well
3: done. You just realized, you know, this isn't going anywhere. I'm eject. Hit the button and you shot through the roof. So good for you.
2: I failed. All I right. failed is the right answer.
0: Have we all seen uh, all of the Star Wars movies, all of like the canon, the nine no, Star Wars movies? Have I have, you? yes. Yeah. Taylor, have you seen?
1: Uh, yeah. I okay. Have.
0: All right, so then I'm going to direct these to two people. I'm just kidding. Sleep, um, you a fact.
3: I don't know what the question is.
0: But uh, before, so I started watching them in the pandemic. I was like, I haven't seen the Star Wars movies. It's 2020. I have tons of time on my hands. Let me just like get into this, um, this world. And everyone was like, you got to watch it in order in which they were released, not in order of like episode one, two, three, but in order in which it's released. So you start with the middle ones. And they also told me, the prequels suck. They're the worst. And so then I watched them and I was like, they're not that bad. Like, they're obviously Jar Jar Bings ruins a lot of it, but it's like they're not that bad. So the prequels aren't as bad as everyone says that they are. Uh, and also, in honor of May the 4th. Chef, fetch cap.
3: So I think it entirely depends. It, it, it's cap. They are as bad as people say they are if you are a person that grew up with the original three movies. As somebody who was. What so the Star Wars came out in nineteen seventy-seven? I'm seven years old. Okay. Perfect spot to kind of fall into those movies. And then as they came out, I'm a I'm a little kid and a teenager, and it's perfect. And then when I'm a young adult, they come out with these things that look like bad video games. It's just Mm. it it was a complete disappointment. You're so excited to get the 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 backstory on all this stuff. And how did we get to the part that we loved so much? And it was dreadful. If you didn't have the connection to the originals, then they're probably not nearly as bad, but for somebody in my demographic, they were not only as bad as everyone said, probably
2: worse. Al? I don't think I'm the right person to ask because I'm not <laughs> I'm not in this world, so yes. I'm going to skip this right to Taylor here. <laughs> All right, Taylor. Taylor in fact, yours. the prequels,
1: they're not as bad as everybody says, so I'm the opposite of Trav. I was in my coming-of-age years when episode one was coming out, yeah. episode 99, and to me, that was the coolest thing ever. Like, pod racing was awesome. Um all the characters and then when I watched back the uh I guess what do you call it the the original, middle three original three that seemed to me like it was kind of fake and I don't know they're they're all good the six I think six of the movies are good the, the most recent ones are kind of hit and miss
3: but the thing you see as a kid is always the thing you like the most yeah mm
0: I like episode three because um, I like the whole scene with Anakin and Obi-Wan and the eye of the high ground. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's I like that stuff. Um, but you have done that yourself. Yes, exactly. i right.
3: to shoot each other. <laughs> All
0: right. Last one, guys. So um, Pat Bev says that him and Russell Westbrook deserve w- rings if the Lakers win a title. So you think that they should get one if the Lakers win a title? Travis, Patrick, Cap.
3: Can't believe I'm going to say what I'm about to say. I think it's a fact. They they were a part of the team this year. I think if you played, who's the guy that that hit that three in the corner really early in the season? Was only there for a game or two. The Matt one, Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, that, that's what it was. If you're a part of this team, I think you get one. Whether you were a contributor, like you know. D'Angelo Russell and came in late or whether you were somebody that was maybe holding them back a little bit like Russell Westbrook early you were on the team you were practicing you were contributing to the culture for better or worse of the team I don't think you can just erase someone's history Russell Westbrook and Patrick Patrick, uh, Beverly they were there for like two-thirds of the season Mm -hmm. to just pretend it never happened
2: feels wrong I I would begrudgingly give them their rings ow uh, Cap, and I cannot understand this one. I really, really cannot understand it. Why Patrick Beverly would even want a ring not having anything to yeah, do. it. it's they, corny to talk about it like they that. Literally, that's different. They literally are the reason. If you want to say, hey, I think I deserve a ring because they traded me away and that helped the team, that's a better argument than saying <laughs> that I contributed to the team. <laughs> I don't know how somebody would want a ring. I don't understand. I think it was, uh, I heard this this morning. Remember Anderson Verzow? Sure. I think he got traded from the Cavs, they won the championship. Or maybe he got traded from the Warriors. I, I don't remember what it was. And they offered him a ring, and he said, I don't want it. I had nothing to do with this championship. Uh, I'm that's a very a, that's strong That's a different question. What, whether
3: they should want one, I'm with you. like I, I didn't both. have anything to and do with I'm it. And if I'm
2: the Lakers, I'm like, why the hell would I give you a ring? Because You're, they were part of the team that won the championship that year. You were stopping us from winning a championship. You're not
3: wrong, but you were on the team. That, that's like saying that – you had a bad night, so we're only gonna give you nine tenths of a championship ring because you didn't help us every single day. They, they were bad. I'm not trying to make the case for them, but But then they didn't help either. I, I, you're I think right. they should
1: be offered one, but they should they should politely decline like very did. That's
2: probably the best solution, but to be that they were part of the team. I didn't even know that was a thing where that's even a conversation is that, that not- somebody that got traded. But
0: that's everywhere. Like and the football is the same way. Like if you got traded in the middle of the season, you still got a, a ring. Yeah. It's and up to you, the and teams' discretion. But yes. I don't know how
2: they do it in basketball.
3: But mm-hmm. in baseball, you get m- playoff shares. Like there's more money that yeah. comes in if you play in the postseason, and you get even if you're only there for a brief period of time, you can get a share of that money. So
2: will Russell Westbrook? Let's say Lakers won a championship. Will he? Let's say he said, "Yeah, I want a ring," and he gets a ring. Is he now a champion? No, I think that's different. He's an owner of an NBA championship ring, but he's not a champion. They should have the closest they should get to a championship ring is an opportunity to buy the same ones that season ticket holders buy, and they have to pay $8,000 for it. Works for me. Works for me. (laughs) Game two with the
3: Lakers in San Francisco tonight. Is it a must-win for Golden State? Can the Lakers get two? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.
0: The prequels are underappreciated. Starfish and Coffee says that Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars movie, but Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith – could easily be number two and three. The prequels are underappreciated. Couldn't
2: disagree more. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the uh, Empire Strikes Back is- a, By far the best. It's by far the best one. There really isn't even a close second. It, it, whichever one you saw a- after that one will stipulate is the best, but whatever of the other nine or ten that there are, the one that you saw when you were closest to ten is the one that you like the best. Mm. That's just the the Star Wars rule of thumb.
0: Then I saw them all at one time when I was as as far from 10 as possible yeah well, so that, but know.
3: so that's that's you probably have the best takeaway from it because like you like the uh, actual judgment of the movies yeah because you're disp- <laughs> you're, you're dispassionate about it, right you're just watching them so you have part of the the his, historic canon of the movies right. under your belt did you like them?
0: Yeah, I, I liked him. I think I liked um, uh, what's it called? What's it? Rogue One. I liked Rogue One a that lot was a too. That um, But it's also like not in like that the the nine of the of the Skywalker series. But yeah, it's good.
3: Somebody asked Lee, and you, I know you don't know the movies particularly well, but it was a uh, Thursday Ask Lee, which we don't do mm-hmm. because it's May the Fourth, and that's why we're talking about Star Wars. That's why we're going to draft some franchise movies coming up here in about ten minutes. Um, which of the Star Wars universe characters would make the best basketball player? <laughs> Somebody wanted to know from you,
0: Jar Jar. I
3: think there's
2: maybe there's one
3: other, but there's a better one. Chewbacca. Yeah, mm,
2: right. Yeah, that's because isn't he like eight feet tall? Yeah, no, he's a. Uh, they had him too, I think, in like a ranking. he would be the <laughs> third best power forward in the NBA <laughs> oh, right no, now. Oh no,
3: he's a big. He's a five. You're like oh, yeah. he he could make. Yeah, well, I mean, he could like play Mugsy both. He can play both
0: positions. What about um, he's one
3: way? He's def- All defense. <laughs> what's the all big? Defense. What's the
0: big thing that takes Leia? Uh, is it? Not Boba Fett. Jabba the Hut. Jabba the Hut. Yeah, he could he can post him.
3: up. <laughs> too, too slow. Jabba doesn't. Plus he's got those little arms, right? Hey, who he knows? He wouldn't be able to
0: defend. But no one can't get bastard in the paint. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you'd have, but he couldn't get out of the paint. You'd be playing four on five on offense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need, I need a two-way guy to the Star Wars. He universe. needs a two-way guy. Yeah. Jabba's arms are like this, Lee. He's 9,000 pounds, and he's got arms like an alligator. He's
0: what about those little, like, teddy bear things that are... The, the Ewoks? Yeah, Ewoks.
3: No, no. <laughs> I feel like you need to go re-watch these. Chewbacca I is Chewbacca should. I good I mean, Chewbacca I watched the them right. once. <laughs> Defensive specialist. Right? He's swatting shots. He can get you some put-back dunks. Do you have an impression? Of Chewie? It's actually pretty good. That's Not actually bad. very yeah. good. Not bad. That's very good. Fix Aww. that in... <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Fix that in... <laughs> is that yours? Yeah. <laughs> pretty good.
2: Yours is better than mine. you retired it. Mine uh, sounds like it's—I'm dying.
3: It sounds like you just got oh. a kick in the stomach. Oh, oh. <laughs> like somebody's hurting you. Darth it's,
2: Vader would also be a great big guy. Yeah.
3: So
0: yeah, but he has you know some deficiencies. It, know. Well, he
3: seems to blow it at the end a lot. Yeah, he, he seems to let the, the the good mm. guy get away far too often. Have you guys ever seen the? Uh, unedited when so james earl jones right famous voice and, and one of the great voice actors great actor is the voice of darth vader mm-hmm. right the the one that you hear in the movies the actor in the suit was a guy i believe his name was david prowse who was because a very tall sort of guy filled out the suit and and knew the the, the darth vader mannerisms and all this stuff but he's crazy british and and he's, mm. he's got this very soft voice so he would read the lines and they would redub the lines in post with James Earl Jones. And if you've heard him, completely too different. Tell me where the plans are, Master. It's like what?
0: Kind of like um uh That's pretty RPG funny. Team.
3: Yeah, it's like what do you Darth Vader's not British? What the hell's going on? And it, it, you feel like he's reading his lines and drinking a cup of tea with his pinky out. It's
0: like this doesn't sound good at all. Wait, which one's the gold guy? Is that C3PO? That's C3PO. I i really never
3: watch these. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably should give him another spin.
0: Take me.
2: Go ahead and fire the laser beam. That's perfect. That why like, they change it. Should have left him there.
3: What, Jane man? Tell me where the plan.
2: A right. little bit of a difference there.
3: A <laughs> little bit. I wasn't even going to attempt to do a James Earl Jones. That would never, never work out. Game two, Lakers win tonight. It's not over, but they're in excellent shape. Yeah, The Warriors are the only team I think that could come back from an 0-2 deficit, both losses at home. But you're going to get their best punch. You're going to get whatever they have for you tonight. I just wonder if the Lakers can match what they did in Game 1 in Game 2. Not just with intensity and and lack of fatigue, but just in execution. Anthony Davis, great. Their backcourt, really good. They defended Steph Curry about as well as you possibly could. They, they, They... Everything that Darvin Ham did from a coaching perspective seemed to be the right
2: move at the right time. Can they duplicate a performance like they had in game one? So I, I mentioned this. We talked about a little bit earlier. about, Hey, I'd be surprised if they're able to do. Listen, to go up 2 0 against the Golden State Warriors, winning both games in Golden State. Yeah, that'd be a little bit of a, it's a surprise huge to ask. me. Somebody hits me on Twitter. Oh, you got no faith in the Lakers, this, that. They're not taking on a, a nobody team, they're taking on the Warriors. And. You certainly, certainly are going to have a desperate, desperate Golden State Warriors team. I t- tell you another thing that just kind of been the theme with the Warriors over there. We don't even have to look at their long championship run. Warriors off a loss, yeah, they're going to make their adjustments. They're going to do what they need to do. That team, there's if there's one team that you could say that would not be shaken or oh my gosh, what just happened here? Oh man, we now listen. If you're in the fourth quarter and there's six minutes left to go and it's a tie game. I think that's a very interesting situation for the Warriors because now the Warriors are in real, real... Uh, there's a real opportunity that they go down 0-2. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't fear... Like, I, I remember listening to Draymond post-game with some of the stuff with the Sacramento Kings. That's different than it's LeBron on the other side. We've seen this dude do it to us. This is Anthony Davis. We've seen him win an NBA championship. That's different than some of the other competition that they've that they've faced in the past. Um but at, at the same time, I think what you just mentioned about it will be a desperate Warriors team. It will be a crisp Warriors team. It will be a team that understands, can we come back from 0-2? Yeah, we probably can. However, falling 0-2 in any playoff series, specifically when Better you're losing the first two at home, yeah. and three of those games would be on the road.
3: There's something about who needs it more in a playoff series like this, and the Warriors need it more. And that game, game one, as good as the Lakers were and they were terrific, that game was it was a razor's edge at the end. That one shot here or there, a couple of missed free throws here or there, and that game is a totally different thing. If I'm Steve Kerr and I'm walking back over the game, guys, run it back. That shot's going down next time. Anthony Davis isn't going to be that good again. LeBron James might be a little better, but they're not getting 50 out of their back. Just run it back. You do what we do, and we're in a really good spot. I think that's a powerful message for somebody that just went through a game, that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. We just got to go out and do what we did. They they beat us tonight, but can they beat us again? I don't think that they can, or if they do, they're going to have to be nearly perfect again. Can you be perfect twice in a row?
2: Super hard. I think, and we could do this coming back, but I, I think the Braun question is going to come up as well. Braun didn't have a good game, so I, I, I think that we could we could talk about this, but Braun not having a good game in Game 1 and the Lakers winning should also give a little hope that what if Braun has a good game tonight? We'll do that. Plus, we got our draft. It is a Thursday.
3: You know how we do our draft. It's May the 4th. It's a franchise movie draft. It's coming up next, draft. it's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.